Yes, Peter Vlahos in for the big man today and tomorrow here on the Sporting Goss. Great to have your company. And our feature interview, certainly in this hour, is a lady that I remember first uh, conducting a TV chat with at Perry Lake Stadium when she was on the verge. She would have been probably 14 and she was about to become the youngest Australian athlete to compete at the 2008 Paralympic Games in Beijing all those years ago. And this interview is brought to you by uh, McCafe. Try McCafe's new blend. It's coffee fit for an Aussie. Uh, try McCafe's new blend, roasted in Melbourne, crafted by baristas. It's smooth, rich, and with a hint of sweet berry. Almost describes Madison Di Rosario. Madison, thanks for your time this morning. Hello, that was the best introduction. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Uh, I know you're in Sydney now. You're a Perth girl, as we know, uh, born and raised here in Perth. But uh, you're in Sydney. How's lockdown treating you and how are you handling it, uh, knowing that the Paralympic Games are only a couple of weeks away? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I feel like I was so invested in the Olympics. And the minute it wrapped last night, there was, like, this moment of panic. I'm like, oh, no, that means we're next. That means I'm next. <laughs> so I have to, like, go and do that. But lockdown's been all right. It's actually been um, an opportunity to kind of just do nothing but train. And usually we don't get to do that until, like, a little bit later in that preparation phase. But I think having every external thing cancelled and, and, and just training has actually been a bit of a blessing. It's been really nice. It's interesting uh, with the Paralympic Games that always follow, of course, uh, the the Olympics as we know it. You're a big fan of the Olympics, uh, and I gather it's a great motivational tool that gets you excited about your events that are not far away. So it's a nice fill-up, isn't it? Actually, watching the Olympics, and then, and of course, uh, in a short space of time, a couple of weeks, as uh, is this the case here, uh, that you'll be competing on uh, on your own. Yeah, it's, it's actually really nice timing as a Paralympian because you watch the Olympics, you get so invested. Then my heart has two weeks to recover before I have to actually go and do it. I feel like if there were back-to-back events, I'd be like dragging this stress with me through the Paralympics because you get so invested. I think all of us as Australians watching just buy in so heavily. But I think watching, you know, the athletes that I train alongside in the gym with every day and on the track every day, seeing them you know, on my screen, you know, that moment where it all comes together in Tokyo, like that just creates that mm. so much pressure. Um, but I think it's just, yes, it's definitely a motivator. Amazing. Uh, of course, at the Paralympics, uh, the first one was in Beijing. You secured silver there. You secured a couple of silvers in Rio in the 800 metres and the 4 by 400 metres. And as we know, uh, in Doha back in 2015, you secured gold in the 800 metres. Tell us about uh, what is going to be your main event uh, for the Olympic Games or the Paralympic Games in Tokyo. What are you focusing on? Is it the marathon? Yeah, big question. I'm doing quite a big program in Tokyo. I'm doing the 800, 1600 and 5000 on the track. And Mm. then I'm doing the marathon on the last day. So we've definitely focused a lot on the track just purely because of a a lack of access to, to tactical racing. So the marathon is a very tricky event to train for without being able to travel and race. So we would only race seven marathons a year. Obviously that hasn't been able to happen for the last two years. So I haven't raced a full 42K since December of 2019. So we've kind of taken our focus a little bit off the road and and tried to really put it all onto the track. So the 800 is probably the event that I'm going in um, ranked the highest for. But I've had pretty decent results over the other two as well. So it's um, it's hard to pick just one. So the 5,000 is my all-time favorite event. It's my first mm. one up um, 
on the program. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. But yeah, the focus is, is probably a little bit more on the track than I would have thought it would have been two years ago. Well, you're a Wilton Senior High School student all those years ago, yeah. and you took up wheelchair racing in t- 2006 here in Perth. I think you also tried out at tennis but you're encouraged to take up uh, wheelchair by then uh, the great Australian Paralympian in Frank Ponta. And I believe at first you weren't that good at it. I know. Encouraged is such a gentle way of putting that. I was trying out basketball for like the fourth or fifth time and Frank pulled me to the side and he was like, you are terrible at this. If you want to try something else, please. Like you are not an asset to this team. So he put me in a track chair that he had in the storage room and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. And I, yeah, it's, um, it's a very technical sport. So I think like learning um, those kind of minute processes definitely takes time. I think, you know, even someone who's been in the chair their entire life, that skill set does not translate to what they think. You're kind of relearning a whole set of skills. So definitely took me a little while, but so thankful that, you know, I hung in there for that. I know Louise Savage has worked with you for many years. Is she still working with you closely, uh, Madison? Definitely. So We've worked together since early 2008, and so this is going to be our fourth game going into together. So, yeah, we, um, I think I see her more than I see any other human for you know, every single training session here in Sydney. Um, but, yeah, no, we've, we've been working together a, a long time. Mm. And what are the expectations going into these Paralympic Games uh, that I think commence on the 24th of August? They do. It's, it's tricky to tell. Um, I, I think that you normally go in with an idea of where you kind of stack up against the women that you're racing. And this time around, we don't have that. I'm going in completely blind. Um, so that kind of is another layer of, of just, I guess, some um, complexity to what we're trying to do. So I, I genuinely don't know how to answer that. I, I know that we've put me physically in the best possible shape that we've been able to. We've kind of been able to capitalize on this time away from racing where usually our, our training schedule is dictated by the race schedule. Whereas we've been able to kind of break out of that and just work out if we have 18 months, what does training for just Tokyo Paralympics look like and really focus on that. So that's been uh, a surprising kind of positive that came from, from everything. So we're going into incredibly physically strong and prepared, but you know, to my knowledge, so is everybody else. So I will find out um, out there on the track in Tokyo when everyone else finds out. Uh, and Madison, as we let you go, you're still a young woman. I think you turned 28 at the end of this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, France and Paris is three years away. Is it thinkable that you'll be partaking in five Olympic Games? This being your fourth in Tokyo, are you looking that far ahead to maybe Paris to make it your fifth? Absolutely. I have every intention of being in Paris. I have every intention of being in LA and... I'm wondering if I could still be around on the Gold Coast and wrap it up in a home game. Wow, 2032. Madison, good luck. When do you leave? Uh, 20th of August. All right, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, You're a West Australian. You've done us proud, an outstanding athlete that you are, and wish you the best of luck. You're involved in a lot of disciplines, and we look forward to following you very closely. Good luck, safe trip, and enjoy the games. Thank you.